I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week we'll be talking about Strawberry Panic. This one really, first off, old, and second off, really out there anime. Anyways, I'll get to that. So, first off, spoiler alert, I'll be talking about the relevant part of the story, anyways. The so relevant part of the story and although the anime does not have plot twists it does have a revelation towards the end that's the let's say the one of the maybe half of the whole story so viewer aware of that and well that's pretty much it so first the stats this this one is kind of a mess the original concept for Strawberry Panic was a series of light novels with a male demographic from what appears in Wikipedia. There were 18 magazine issues of the light novel. It went through December 2003 to July 2005. Later came the uh, manga from September 2005 to February 2007 and then the light novel kind of restarted was republished since the original author was succeeded by another one and let's just get this out of the way I was going to review the manga but from what I could find it was not licensed for the western market at the release not really um, well enough to get some good reach and what results on that is that the most of the things I can find in the internet in the western side of the world is that I could only find uh, 12 of the uh, from what I got 24 total chapters of the manga and they're both in scanlations, so basically <laughs> I don't have a, a official way to find it. And for the most part, I jo- just dropped the manga review because I could not find the ending. And then we get to the anime. The anime ran from April 2006 to September 2006. It has 26 episodes. It was made by Madhouse, who I'll get to that, but <laughs> just made by Madhouse in 2006. The so what's this? Uh, I just want to give a, a bit of a backstory. So why did I get to? How did I get to find Strawberry Panic as a anime I, w- I would watch? So just a little backstory. So around 2014, 15 or 16, this three-year gap, I I don't actually remember, there was this kind of, let's say, surge in Yuri um, anime manga 
from what I remember, the ones that really pushed me towards it was Citrus and NTR Trap. Both of them don't um, don't really take me to making a a review of them. Maybe sometime in the future I will just do a bunch of manga or anime together. But the the thing is, both of them are Yuri stuff, and they are really new age Yuri. So they're the approach is kind of different, and so I wanted, um, let's say, a classic uh, Yuri anime to watch. To those who don't know, Yuri is basic, um, basically lesbian love, uh, a girl love, the uh, girl love they call it in Japan. Basically, uh, a romance between two girls. That, uh, that's the that's the the thing about that the Yuri tag, and. I just wanted a classic Yuri anime to watch and see what was the the approach back then, right? So back in the let's say early 2000s, and I tried watching it once. I got to as far as I remember the third episode and dropped it because, well, it's quite boring. I'll get to that, but that's the the basic spiel. So, what's the story about before I even start to critique it? Uh, forget that. Let's critique it right now. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you guys. If there's one thing I have to say is that it's not that the anime is strictly bad. The ending is pretty, pretty, pretty bad. But the anime itself, it's not strictly, strictly bad. The thing is, it's really really boring for the first part and I have a strict policy about if it takes too long to get good it does not it doesn't you have the right to drop it because you don't actually need some time of the anime to be wasted in bad parts to it to get good it needs to be good throughout and be consistently good that's my personal policy each one to their own. I'm just saying, in my opinion, it's a failure. First for that, and later for the other things I'll get to. So let's get to the story. So the story is um, okay. Let's start with the cast because it's really easier to present like that. So you got this. You got this hill in a non-specified Japanese city that is called Astrea. In this hill, there are there's one campus for three schools, for and it's never really explained, so just take it as it is. So there are three schools in this hill: Miator, Ispika, and Lerin. At the very least, Lerin is how they call it in the anime. So, anyways, I don't have the really um, let's say down to earth real names, but that's how it is. And for the most part, these three schools are onboarding schools for only girls, and they are Catholic religious schools, from what we gather. And basically, it's an onboarding school with only girls. And prime time, let's say, um, prime place to get some Yuri love, let's say. At the very least, the setting is pretty relatable to 
things we see nowadays. So basically, that's the that's the the environment we have. So we have this uh, onboarding school, and the girls mostly for 99% of the time are there and only there. So to the cast, we get, and this is really uh, they have a mode basically for this for the cast. So for each of the three schools, we get to meet the upperclassmen, the um, let's say the middle classmen, the I would say senior um, seniors, freshmen. I I don't actually know how to do you say this in English, but that's basically the senpais, the girls in the in the middle and the kohais. So the upperclassmen that are going to graduate, the let's say the girls in the same age bracket of the main character and the girls below them and so for me Ator, who uh, that is the let's say the main main school we get to meet um, first the main character of the let's say the main main character of the series that is Aoi Nagisa who is this uh, transfer student that comes straight out of nowhere because apparently from what we gather the normal thing to do in the these three schools is to go from junior high to high school and so on but and transfer transfer students are pretty rare but anyways that's just the introduction we get we get to meet also Tamao who's Nagisa roommate and that's the middle age bracket basically we get to meet some other uh, side characters but they don't actually affect the story so much so just gloss over it we get to meet the lower classmen in Miatur is only uh, Chio I don't remember the surnames for most of the most of the cast because I can't be bored there are, there are so many characters they present and Chiyo has and, and this is also part of the mode um, you see in a lot of parts that there are these paradigms they follow so the lower classmen will always love someone from um, from an, uh, an upper class so actually Chiyo we get to know later that she loves Nagisa uh, and also about the mode always the roommate of the main character will love her so Tamao loves Nagisa also and then we get to meet the upperclassmen the main two the really main main upperclassmen is Shizuma Shizuma is the one of the girls in the cover the other girl is Nagisa in the cover so Shizuma is the love interest of, of Nagisa and we get to meet also uh, Rokujo, Ro, uh, Rokujo Miyuki. Miyuki is Shizuma's roommate and she also loves her but that's the thing we get uh, to know way later in the story. At this point uh, I present like six, six characters and I already feel like this is... Uh, I already lost some people, but <laughs> let's just continue. So we then get to the second main school, that is Speaker. Speaker, we get to meet the let's say the main uh, 
character bracket is Hikari and Yaya. Hikari is the main main girl from Speaker, and Yaya is her roommate who also loves her. Uh, what what can I say? It's molded. Uh, from the lower class, we get to meet uh, Tsubomi, who's a uh, by the book tsundere, who loves Hikari. And from the upper class, we get to meet uh, the student council president that I don't remember the name. And the two, let's say, antagonists of the whole series, they're Kaname and Momomi, who are roommates and also lovers. Uh, it's the first, in the first part where they appear, they already get to do some things that you would, like, question in a Christian environment, let's say. So that's the cast for Spica. And for Lerin, we get to meet just the student council president, who's, who is Chikaru. And her, let's say, her um, clubmates, for the most part, it's never really explained. They, they are from the lower class of, like, Chiyo, like, Tsubomi. And, but they live uh, side by side with the student council. There are Kagome... Kizuna and Remon, and that's basically it for the cast. So, what's the story about? Oh boy, let's let's just say I nearly, nearly um, slept for the first season, like audibly yawning and really blinking really heavily for, for like the first twelve episodes. It's terrible it's so mundane because they have to introduce all this let's say they have to pad their time because apparently they had this 26 episode contract but the manga is so smaller in terms of um, let's say content and the manga outright tells the story on another axis altogether the I'll talk more about it later, but the, f the thing is, the manga and the anime are kind of the same story, but told differently. Uh, I'll get to that later, anyways. The first part of the anime is just really padding and context-driven things, because if you try to read the manga in the first place, you already know how the anime kind of ends, you already know the um, objectives from where we need to go and basically that that just, um, the anime just shows and puts a lot of context in the ending where the manga did not have that luxury. It's the first time that I see an anime way more Padded than the manga, and that's really impressive to say the least. As a um, story piece, as a, let's say um, an example of something happening differently, a stud case of um, of an anime that really could put more time into developing. Let's say developing the characters. Uh, did you hear their quotes? Developing the characters. Uh, rather than the manga, 
but that's not the point. So the thing is, the first 12 episodes are pretty bad. The first 11th, because the 12th episode is the, let's say, the herald of the good things to come, or the better things to come, right? I just have to put this one note before I even start. The, the thing is, from episode 1 to episode, I think was 7, I was really, really, really <laughs> yawning really loud. And I really was almost putting off making this review altogether. Because at that point, the anime is so mundane, it's so so vanilla it's uh, like grab vanilla extract and just <laughs> goop it down like my man it's it lacks conflict it lacks uh things actually happening uh and from for me who kind of started the manga that really really pissed me off because the manga gets straight to the action straight to the to the thing and the anime just takes take their sweet time just with some random stories throughout the school and the cast and girls who don't actually move the plot a lot and just like some of the the episodes actually like give some some development some hints towards oh so uh, this girl like this girl, this is the thing, this is the thing that happens later, and so on and so forth. But it does not add anything to the overall to the overall plot, and that really pisses me off. But episode 7 saves this, because it is the first hint of conflict the anime has. So, at this point I, I should already... Uh, said it, but what's the whole thing with Strawberry Panic, right? So there is this thing that three schools have this tradition of electing someone they call the Etoire. I don't speak French. It's a star in French. They call it Etoire in Japanese. And the thing is, in the manga they say it's more of a... Um, more of a... For the name, for the... Um, just a showy kind of thing. It's the they elect the girl who represents the three schools, so she gotta be uh, she gotta be beautiful. She gotta be composed. She gotta be intelligent, athletic, and the the whole spiel of the ideal of the three schools. And but the the anime changes that the anime shows that the Tuaro has. Uh, power of choosing between the student councils and some other duties and stuff. For the uh, for the sake of this review, I'll be just taking the approach of the anime because the manga I could not read entirely, so just throw it out there. The thing is, right? So at this point, we get to meet uh, Amane, who's um, who's from Speaker and is Hikari's love interest. She's more of a tomboyish kind of girl. You could say it's she's beautiful. I don't I don't 
that's not the part where I need to give my critique on. But anyways, the, the thing is, Amane is the Hikari's um, love interest. And she's the one that the student council president from Spica wants to run for Etuaru. And the thing is, the other two girls from the student council, uh, Kaname and Momomi, they want them to run for Etuaru. So Kaname is... And, and this is the thing with audio, right? Uh, both of the names, Amane and Kaname, are pretty similar. So I, I will try to make this clear. So Kaname does not like Amane. <laughs> oh boy, I am getting confused now. And basically, she wants Amane out of the running. And so at this point, Amane and Hikari has have this kind of progressing relationship between their uh, both of them in a romantic in a romantic way the, it is not so much a, it's not hidden or a secret it's more like of a not committed yet at that point and basically Kaname and Momomi Straight up, and I will say this, straight up try to... Um, NTR Hikari out of Amane's hand, let's say just that. And the thing is, right, this happens in episode 7, and I was livid, because it was the best part of the whole anime at that point, and it wasn't nearly NTR happening, in a freaking, in a fucking anime from 2006, like what in the actual hell did I just watch? <laughs> and at that point, I I was just laughing because, my man, what in the hell just happened? So, just for context, right? Till that point, nothing happened. Just the, this vanilla school life kind of stuff from all parts. And when I see it, there's NTR happening. Like, what in the f actual fuck? But anyways, it never does happen. It, they try to do it and Amane eventually just gets on with it and stops them. And let's just say nothing happens to them as a consequence they just let it slide and whatever so that's episode 7 and from episode 7 to <laughs> episode 12 I kind of slept again basically but episode 12 I have to say uh, and just really a small side note episode I think it was 11 they go to the they have the beach episode, and it's the most safe beach episode I ever seen in years. It is so, so early 2000. It's so funny. The girls have these safe, safe, safe bikinis and swimsuits. For just for context, you don't see the the upperclassmen in swimsuits. You just see the main girls just them just them and it's super safe it's so 
strange nowadays to see something like that because you you think about uh, a beach episode you think about any beach episode so uh, just bikinis and maybe one or two let's say uh, tropes and cliches happening but nothing happens nothing really it's it's amazing it's amazing as a history piece this anime is amazing as a uh, an anime to appreciate not so much. Anyways, so this is the side note. Episode 12, what happens in episode 12? Episode 12 is kind of a, the first conflict between the girls from Yator. So at this point, Nagisa is really in love with Shizuma. And Shizuma is kind of already in love with Nagisa too. Tabao already have, has this the feelings for Nagisa. And she already got it that Shizuma is her love rival and she knows she will lose so Tamao is Nagisa's roommate but she really knows Nagisa really has only eyes for Shizuma and Shizuma is the the current Etoada so she has all these um, let's say this aura um, around her of being the, the model of the whole school and at this point, you have this metaphorical, let's say, I would say it's a metaphorical fight between Shizuma and Tamao that is whether or not who Nagisa will choose at the end, right? And I'll not spoil it so much, but I would just say the first kiss of Nagisa and Shizuma after fucking 12 episodes finally happens. And it happens, uh, I'll say, in an esoteric kind of way. Anyways, it just happens. I, I was I was really happy when it happened. I, I was like, oh my god, maybe this will finally bring the good things. This will finally bring the, the part I saw in the manga and the part that I really want to watch because I c came here to see something happen and still nothing happened I, I just platonic loving god damn i just oh i blacked out there for a minute but the thing and i'm not playing this out <laughs> towards this part i was really 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 happy <laughs> oh boy and you anyways uh, get get on with the story it's been 30 minutes and i i didn't get to the critique yet because i, I want to bash this so bad so from episode 12 to to the to episode 26 then we really picks up the um, it comes out to me at the very least like the guys in the studio really became more aggressive towards the how much they could push it i don't know if it was some kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff but at at this point the feelings kind of begin to flow and uh, the kissing and the action and the the conflict really start uh, going up. So episode twelve we have the, this thing with Shizuma and Nagisa. Episode thirteen, oh boy, we get this real real fight between Hikari and Yaya, who are roommates, right? And just straight up, Yaya just 
quise si quería otro nowhere. It's really just like what what is happening? What did they they do behind the scenes? Because from that point, at that point, we haven't seen something actually happen. And back to back to episodes, we get this really messed up situation where the mean girls are just confused and the love interests are kind of getting out there and yeah it's not even a love interest she's the let's say the the unrequested unrequited love and, and man it's so messed up but so awesome and from then on the things just start to get really 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 nice so episode 14 is a really wholesome episode between uh, Hikari and Yaya because they they make up episode 15 we have some I would say some fun fan service because the um, the three schools have this uh, joint school festival and they have this whole thing about the uh, play that is made by the girls in the onboarding side of the school and basically really overall it ends up with Shizuma and Nagisa acting together in a romance kind of thing pretty wholesome pretty pretty okay so the next big thing is episode 17 episode 17 marks to me the beginning of the end of the series because episode seven from episode 17 the train never stops from there let's just say episode 17 we get finally the review of why there is only one etwa because because the, the thing is right i already told you guys that for example kaname and momomi want to run for etwa the both of them and that's because etwa are elected as a pair But Shizuma does not have a pair and she's at water. So Nagisa asks uh, why there's only one when apparently the the election goes to pairs. And then we start to get into the the Kaori arc, let's say. Kaori was this girl from a lower classman for Shizuma. That was the original Etoar with Shizuma because she was the girl who Shizuma fell in love with and took her to be Etoar. But the thing is, right? Why is Kaori not no longer with us? Because she passed away of because of some unspecified disease, and that's pretty f uh, that's pretty messed up, right? At this point, the bomb, the bombshells just start dropping the hot news and discoveries and all, and this really crumbles the notion of that Nagisa has towards Shizuma because Nagisa, at this point, really loves Shizuma, but she did not commit to anything, and now that she was going to commit, kind of ask her out and or something she learns that actually Shizuma already had a lover that she lost and and then we can only infer the the whole thing where it's like she's getting just to be a substitute she 
Shizuma actually still loves Kaori even after like two years that she passed away. And this whole, the, the whole shebang, it's, it's really messed up. And so we get this whole thing where Shizuma actually has... Shizuma tries to come out and confess to Nagisa, but at the last moment... And oh boy, <laughs> I nearly, nearly dropped right there. The moment they are going to make out, the, the moment... She remembers the, she remembers the other girl. She remembers Kaori, and at that point, oh boy, I was so mad. I was so mad. Like you have eight episodes to end the anime. What in the heck are you doing? Like, my man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why take this detour? And this is the, f let's say, the first detour they take. Because for no apparent reason, because at this point Shizuma is um, unknown value. She does not express anything. At this point, you don't know anything about her, really. She just uh, seemed like this mysterious girl who nobody, uh, nobody really knows what she's thinking, what she's going to do. Although she's at water, she's the model of the whole school. She does not show anything really and the moment we get to know her backstory it all comes crumbling and that's awful that's awful like why why at this point that you could have this happy romance the two of them being lovers and whatever why take this detour and it gets worse from there. But in the overall... I, I say get worse, right? Uh, but in the overall plot, it gets much interest, much more interesting, really, compared to the first half of the anime. Because at the very least, we have conflict now. We, we have something to, to follow on, to see things develop, right? <laughs> That's just, just my thing. So, episode 17, 18, 19, there is this whole arc where Miyuki, who's the who's Shizuma's roommate and the student council president for Miyato, has to recount to Nagisa all the things about Kaori because apparently um, who really introduced Kaori to Shizuma was Miyuki and all these things where Miyuki was actually part of the, let's say, the life of Kaori inside the school before she passed away, and all this, all this fake deep lore, let's say. Although it's not fake and not deep lore, but you get what I'm saying. And Shizuma just crumbles to all together, she begins to skip school, skip all of her duties and just be overall depressed <laughs> and we have this part where Miyuki really starts to stand up more as um, a friend, more as a component part of the cast that really tries to push the plot uh, forward to 
put the main romance we, we want at that point, that is Shizuma and Nagisa together, she really starts to look good. Uh, at the very least for the audience, the, the intended, let's say, the, the objective at this point is to push uh, Miyuki as a good person, as someone who who's a good character for the story, let's say. And then we get, at episode 21, we get the end of the Kaori arc, let's say, where Shizuma kind of uh, snaps out of it, she gets back together, kind of. Kinda. And let's just say she actually, finally, after two years, she... I would not say freeze herself. She actually says goodbye to Kaori in a matter of speaking. She... I would not say freeze herself, but again, she just moves on. It's a better way to say it. And then she comes back to be the, let's say, the Etoada, right? Let's keep at that. So, from episode 22 onward, we get this really, they, to me, they, they really just wanted to put more context towards the ending. More stakes to be, to be proven towards the Etoire election, because at this point you already know more or less what will happen. Amane will will get Hikari to run for Etoire, although Amane at this point does not want to to run for Etoire because she just don't see, uh, don't have interest in it, and you want to see Shizuma and Nagisa as Etoire in the end, although Shizuma will graduate in the next year, so anyways. And then we have episode 22, that is, uh, let's say, the end of the arc of, of Kaname and Momomi. Uh, the, more of the beginning of the end, let's say. Episode 22 really starts kind of strange, because we just see Kaname and Hikari in the screen, and Hikari just straight out coming out and saying that Kaname is a coward because she doesn't want to face Amane head on. And that triggers something in Kaname that uh, kind of begins to, to change her, let's say. And basically, right, she begins to have this vision of herself as someone lower than Amane, because Amane is just perfect. Whether or not that's that's beatable or wrong or anything, I, I don't know. The thing is, it comes out that Kaname really, really, really tries to convince, convince Amane to run for Etoaru. Although she doesn't want to, she, uh, they have this, let's say, duel. It's a tennis match that they begin with this whole speech about uh, being the model for the whole school and all and it's not about you it's about all the other people that look up to you and all and all and all and all the hopes that you have and it ends up with Amane finally first 
wanting to run for Eduardo and second finally wanting to commit to her relationship with Hikari which is the good part I, I thought it was really wholesome and then episode 23 <laughs> oh my episode 23 and 24 oh they, they they hurt so much they hurt so much oh my episode 23 begins with the following premise let's say at this point Shizuma to cope with the fact that she said goodbye to Kaori and that she wants the best for Nagisa because she understands that at this point she hurt Nagisa so much and all um, she tries to distance from herself from Nagisa although she knows that Nagisa still loves her and all Shizuma really tries to be not cold but strictly uh, distant from Nagisa and for the most part, right? For some reason, and this is this is really out of left field. Like, it comes out just because the plot they want the plot to run this way. For some reason, Miyuki at this point begins to seem like the bad guy in the whole scheme of things because she, for no reason whatsoever, she comes out and says, "I will decide." Who's, be, who's going to be Miyator's candidates for Etuaru. And for some unknown reason, she chooses Nagisa and Tamao together to be Etuaru. And, and this, is, this is really, really messed up in so many ways. Because at this point, right, Tamao is kind of accepting the fact that Nagisa really loves Shizuma, but she kind of wants to run yet because uh, th there's this um, mystic kind of thing they they try to implant although they never say it directly that anyone who wins the Toaro election um, end up together let's say it's never really explained but you can infer from everything they say or uh, combining everything and the thing is, right, Tamo loves Nagisa at this point, and she kind of sees her chance, let's say, but she's reluctant at that point. And when they finally come to face Nagisa with this fact that Tamo and Nagisa were selected to be the candidates, Nagisa's run, Nagisa runs off, uh, eventually um, crosses with Shizuma, and Shizuma, being distant, she just tells her off, like, go there and be Etuaru with Tamao. And that's really painful. It was really... <laughs> oh, boy. It's so awful. It's so awful. Like, three episodes from the ending. I know that Shizuma and Nagisa will end up together. I, I really hope so. Because at this point, I really think someone at the studio just had a hate boner for the main girls for some reason. Because everything, the fucking anime is telling me that. And, like, episode 23, and Tamo is going to run for it. What with Nagisa? Like, what? Are we going to get a baiting switch at the last minute? I don't know. And the thing is, right? At this point, I don't want Tamo to run. I want Shizuma to run with Nagisa. Even though she's going to graduate, I, I, I want them to stay together. Not Tamo. Tamo's unrequited love. 
again, the girls in the goddamn cover are not going to end up together, although the cover is like that, like, they take one minute to look at this episode thumbnail, right? Take one minute to look at it. The one with the red hair is Nagisa. The one with the white hair is Shizu. How can you tell me that three episodes to end this anime, they will not end up together? How are you saying to me that three episodes left to develop some kind of a plot, they are not going to end up together? How? How? And, and I was livid at that point. I really just wanted the word to explode and fucking send it. I was just chugging along at that point. Because, oh boy, I just want to bash it in. Like, at this point, I would just make the review really angry, like I am right now. I'll get to that because the, the ending is terrible. But, anyways. So, this is episode 23. Uh, Shizuma just throws all the balls on the ground uh, Nagisa just straight up just kind of becomes really depressed and Tamo is, is really on that uh, middle ground between I really want to end up with her and I really don't want to fuck it up but she, she's kind of compliant and kind of runs, wants to run more than reject the whole thing altogether but that's not the that's not the worst thing yet so episode 24 episode 24 is <laughs> so bad episode 24 two things happen right the, the first thing and the, the worst thing is that they they pull this amnesia mini arc with Amane for some reason so the whole conflict of the last episode was in Miyatora, and for some reason they just go to speaker to show Hikari and, and Amane nearly uh, committing to the bit because Amane would would finally finally confess her love and finally finally admit that they would go out and date and be lovers and whatever at that moment at that moment, for no real reason, Amane gets in a in an accident while horse riding in front of Hikari because whatever, <laughs> and then amnesia happens. Oh boy, how I hate amnesia amnesia arcs. Oh boy, I hate I hate it. And it comes to the fact that the amnesia is not the 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 one that she does not know the people she just does not remember everything related to Hikari basically and that really hurts right because at this point their relationship is the best one in the whole anime it's the most developed one is the mo the one that you really root for for the most part it's the one that contrary to the one between Shizuma and Nagisa Hikari and Amane are really really cute they do these cute things to each other and, and it's really really cute they don't uh, it's just wholesome and for some reason they just put this unnecessary p 
speedy conflict with two episodes to end the whole anime. What in the hell was Madhouse thinking? And this goes on towards the episode 25. Like, what in the... What in the fuck? What in the fuck? And, and the other thing, right? Just, this is the lesser of a thing, but anyways. Following this whole thing about Miyuki really uh, being the bad guy at the end because whatever. She starts to train uh, Tamao and Nagisa to be the Etuara. Because at this point, Nagisa is kind of just coping with loss. Because Shizuma, in episode 23, basically reject her. And Nagisa is just coping with the fact that, yeah, let's just be Etuara. Because whatever. Uh, we need to for some reason. I don't know. Oh boy, this, <laughs> this pissed me off so bad. And it's really bad. So episode 25, at the very least, we get one good conclusion, right? Uh, after some kind of really chain of events, really weird chain of events, some things that you just go like, what is happening? Uh, Amane regains her memory as Hikari sings to her. And... They make it out. Uh, let's ju just say again uh, things that you would not expect in a Christian onboarding school, but it's whole it's wholesome, and it was pretty good compared to the to everything that happened to now. This this is gold. This is pretty gold. And with one episode left, you would think, well, I think. It all went well. Uh, Shizuma will make the bait, the baiting switch and run for Etuaru with Nagisa. Maybe. I mean, at this point, you would expect. And so we get to episode 26. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be the guy, right? I spoiled everything already and I don't really care, really. That probably nobody will even listen to this episode but the thing is right <laughs> i have i have this one saying that the when i say something get gets cheesed is because we have this thing w in western culture most of the time that if you add um, melted cheese to something it will improve it, it will so add melted cheese to anything pasta or whatever it gets better and for the most part it's true when I say something gets cheesed in an anime is that they get the good ending by making one of two things the least um, effort or just putting something really out of not left field out of nowhere in the middle of the plot just to save it at the last minute let's just say that six minutes six minutes to end the whole anime in episode 26 six minutes so with 18 minutes in the levels of cheese rise first abruptly 
and go really, really high. In a way I could not, could not really expect. I was really hopeful for a betting switch for the whole episode. I could not have predicted that they would take the last, last quarter of an episode to try to save the whole plot. That's terrible. And that's why this anime is really, really bad. But that's not... Uh, actually, back to reality, right? I, I already spoiled the ending, yay! That's about the story. That's not even the first thing I, I want to bash in yet. So... <laughs> I already talked about the story. What about the other things? So, the anime came out in 2006. It was made by Madhouse. And, again talking about my opinion my opinions about the anime right first thing the animation is atrocious compared to everything that came after and before it first thing this came out in 2006 it does not have action scenes granted but the animation is terrible the anime is made by madhouse in 2006 do you know what madhouse released in 2006 death note came out in 2006, made by Madhouse, one or two seasons later. So tell me again, how can this anime be made by the same guys who made Death Note in the same year and be so atrocious? I don't understand it. And also, just to say, do you know what came out in 2005? Blood Plus came out in 2005 and would end in 2006. Blood Plus has really good animation. and. As I already said, Death Note was really, really good in animation too. Some people may say it's the best animation they ever saw. Some people. Um, I'm not one of them, but anyways. The fact is, the same studio that animated Death Note animated this. And the animation in this is atrocious. It's really, really bad. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing, the story is really bad. I don't really recommend this to watch watch it if you want to see the, the story beats the the things that i glossed over if you want to try to say that i'm wrong and that i i give too little credit to this anime and please be my guest watch it but to me this anime is bad i don't really recommend it i don't don't recommend it like it's just uh five out of five it's Barely competent, uh, passable at most, and really, you you can do better with 26 episodes in a, in a romance setting. Uh, that's my take, at the very least. So basically, I already said so much about my opinion in the whole, the whole anime, the whole thing. About the manga, this is the thing that really pisses me off, right? The manga, in the first volume, straight up just... They get the romance rolling so fast, so fast. Um, Amane loves Hikari straight up, no padding. Shizuma loves Nagisa straight up, no padding. Shizuma gets over Kaori really fast. And you may say it does not have development. It In the manga it appears as though it's not really... Uh, heavy burden on it or anything but the thing is right the manga tells the story so uh, more direct 
and without this unnecessary extra context they try to add in the anime that somewhat I, I would really want to read the rest of the manga because I wanted to see what else I could say that the manga is better than the anime because at some point it just seemed to me that the guys at Madhouse did not want to work in this the whole thing it's so awful altogether considering the pacing the um, things that happen how the girls react to some things and that's to that to me is just just awful just awful i came here to see yuri and i don't know old ass um, art style and animation i ended up with just the art style and the animation although the animation was not really good so just the art style and that's about it really <laughs> that's about it just before I start with my normal shilling uh, just a spoiler for the next few episodes maybe for those who lived in South in Latin America and Europe I think in the mid thousands uh, you may remember, if you had cable, you may remember Animax. I found the old, uh, let's say, the program grid for Animax in the mid-2000s. And some of those anime that I saw are some of the things I really wanted to see with a better head. Because back, there, back then I had, what, I was 18. Eight years old, maybe. So I went to watch those those shows nowadays, and so just a heads up for the next episode. Maybe I'll be doing reviews on those kind of things because some of those things are just so nostalgic for me, and some of those are going to be first um, experiences because oh boy, this is going to be good. So, anyways, uh, if you like my rant, my me spilling out this unintelligible uh, rant, uh, please follow me, please subscribe, depending on the platform you are, like the show, please share with your friends, I'm trying to get up the audience a bit, a bit, always, more audience is always better and join the discord and if you like it please do those things i really hope you enjoyed it i really hope you stick around and see you next time bye